You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows are heard exclusively here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we do encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our commercial Sponsors, Succession Strategies, Smart Business Magazine, Decision Toolbox, Brandman University, and the goal of this show is to help you, our listening audience, to make better and more informed business decisions. Ooh, do we have a lineup for you today. We have two guests, and if you're expecting to hear Michael LaDre, he will be on with us a little bit later in the show. Our first guest today is James Jim Obermeyer, who is the founder and CEO of his own firm, Sales Leakage Consulting Incorporated. Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Rick. Nice to be here today. It's good to have you, and for you loyal OC Talk Radio listeners, you may recognize Jim from his own radio show here on the program, on the radio station, SLMA, and uh, I'm excited to have him on to talk all things sales and sales leakage. Tell me a little bit about your professional background, Jim. What did you do before Sales Leakage Consulting Incorporated? I've been a uh, sales manager at uh, a dozen or so companies and a marketing manager at a dozen or so, so I've got equal experience in sales and marketing. Those are different jobs, aren't they? Very different. First part of my career was in marketing, last part has been in Sales got tired of creating value for all those sales managers and not enjoying any of the fruits of my labors. So uh, when those commission checks come in, yeah, didn't get those. Yeah, uh, those are things are changing for marketing managers today. But yeah, but 20 years ago I moved into sales and marketing management. Uh, I've worked for uh, Fortune 500 companies, uh, small companies, large companies, and about 15 years ago I started Sales Leakage Consulting. Um, after I decided I was uh, mature. Sure enough to go out and tell other people what was wrong with their companies and then more importantly what to do about it. So tell me about the Genesis inspiration for the name of your firm, Sales Leakage Consulting. Well, I really got it, stole it from Kenichi Omei in his book, The Mind of the Strategist. And he talks about sales leakage. And sales leakage is a term that's used very often by people in consumer and consumer sales, uh, retail sales. They're talking about leakage within the organization, leakage from a Nordstrom's or another kind of, uh, uh, of enterprise. So it's retail, and I moved it into certainly the B2B arena, which is where I do most of my business. And I, I had been part of Beckman Instruments strategic mm. planning staff many years ago, and I found that it isn't the big things that uh, leak sales away or drain sales away from the company. It's a lot of small things, which when added together, produce some very large losses. So between Kenichi May and that knowledge of working in the sales uh, planning uh, group there at Beckman, that's how I came up with the name. It's a great name with has imagery to me at least when i think of sales leakage consulting i do think of sort of drip 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 and that is prospects or something falling out of your funnel or falling out of your sales pipeline right because we in sales use a lot of words or some terms at least which which are around plumbing and you know (laughs) fluids right sales funnel sales pipeline and i could see how having things kind of leaking out uh, especially if you're not even aware of it can really affect your potential 
because it, it reduces the volume of opportunities that you have. There are large leaks in the organization, and then there are small leaks. Uh, some of the leakage things that might come up, for instance, uh, you may have salespeople who don't follow up on all of their sales leads, and if 80%, only 10 to 15% of all sales leads are followed up. So That's you've an got, amazing number. You've got a 75% leakage. You're factor. spending all that money to create these opportunities, and so many of them just... They just don't follow them up. So if, if, so if you have 100% follow-up in the leads, you've got a chance in three months that you will increase sales two to three times just from the sales from the uh, the, the sales leads that are created, created in the corporation. Yeah, I find, Jim, because I work with CEOs and business owners of 2 to $30 million companies, this show is really targeted at CEOs of $100 million or less. And many times, if they haven't come from a sales and marketing background, first of all, the difference between sales and marketing on many of them is lost. They kind of think of it's the same function, sales and marketing. But also, they're not comfortable analyzing the sales leakage challenges that they face. And so we just have a few minutes before our first commercial break, uh, two minutes actually, Jim. But could you begin, and then we'll pick it up on the other side of the break as well, but sort of help those CEOs and business owners to begin to understand, as you did with the idea of following up on leads, what are other, some of the other areas where sales leakage can occur? Uh, no written sales plans. No marketing plan for the year. They just do what they did the year before. Sales quotas that are not in place on a monthly basis. Salespeople who don't have sales quotas. Salespeople who are never given notice if they haven't sold anything in the last three months and they just keep drawing a salary. So there's a lot of these little things that go on. I find the lack of a sales plan, the lack of a marketing plan, the lack of quota enforcement to be some of the largest leakage opportunities within the company. That's interesting to me because sales, from my experience, can be, and I think should be, a metrics-driven profession within the company. You should be able to lay against it certain metrics that you expect individuals to achieve and then hold them accountable for it. We used to say scoreboard, baby, right? We had a scoreboard. We were measured to it, and we were accountable for that. And that is a very a powerful indicator of your success, the numbers that are on the wall. Which gets us into one of the biggest items, which is no quota reports on a monthly basis. When I give presentations, I usually show a picture, and imagine this. It's a picture of a knife and a fork sitting on a um, on a napkin, and right there is a plate, and there's a dead crow sitting on it. And I say no quota reports, because crow is both best eaten warm, not cold. Uh-huh. So if you don't have monthly quota reports, then you have no accountability. You've got salespeople who are not selling, and they're hiding. So it... Um, Companies just continue to not make their sales figures, and nobody really knows about it because they don't have monthly quarter reports. Wow, that's I agree with you, uh, and that is my experience as well. And I'm glad, I'm so excited to have you on here with just. We're just going to scratch at the surface, ladies and gentlemen, of what Jim Obermeyer knows about sales, improving sales processes, and preventing sales leakage. We're going to take our first commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. And I thank you for listening to the program today. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy 
and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast every month. You've downloaded over 10,000 shows over the last 30 days. We here at the program truly appreciate your continued support. All of our shows can be heard live here on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, let's return to our interview with Jim Obermeyer. He's fir- his firm is Sales Leakage Consulting. And, Jim, I just wanted to kind of review again with our audience, help them to understand the common areas in your experience consulting with mid-market companies, where the sales leakages can occur for them. Uh, to go over them, first of all, not having a sales plan. The sales managers who just do the same thing year to year, uh, they don't have a plan of action. Uh, the plan of action includes where are we selling, what are we selling, how much are we selling, what territory is selling it, how often do I have to visit the current customers, what are we getting from current customers. They don't have any idea what they're doing. They're just doing this year to year. Not having a marketing plan. This marketing plan usually includes objective strategies and tactics. And just from year to year, I've had people hold up a marketing plan, and it's I actually had one hold it up on a crumbled piece of paper and he said i've been following this plan for three years so he said, <laughs> i believe you really you really have been lack of sales lead follow-up uh, 75 to 85 percent of the sales leads are never followed up in most organizations big leak companies spend anywhere from five to twenty percent of their marketing dollars every year about three quarters of that is in lead generation and have it ignored by the salespeople is really really criminal not having uh quota reports and actual quotas in place are the two other big items that we talked about earlier. They don't have quotas in place. They used to do yearly hugs. I walked into a client one day, and he said, how is my sales force doing? And I said, you don't have any. And he said, why? I said, well, they don't have a quota. If they don't have a quota, they can't be in sales. They must be in marketing. <laughs> and then uh, not having the monthly reports. Right. So who's doing what every month? Who's really being held accountable? But there's the biggest sales leakage of all. Do you want to know what that is? I'm dying to so hear we, it. So we sh- save this for the next show. No, let's do it now. I think they're hanging on their seats on their live listening audience today right now. They don't weed the garden. I don't know what that means. Well, they don't. Salespeople that aren't producing, they don't get rid of them. Uh, they hold on to them. Uh, They've got this attitude of no breath is better. Uh, bad breath is better than no breath, <laughs> right? So bad breath is better than no breath. If I let them go, I'll have no sales. I right? said, well, every sale they make now, you're losing money on. 
So in so many organizations, the salespeople aren't selling enough to pay for themselves, and therefore their company is actually losing money on them. So you go ahead and move those people out. I talked to a client recently today, and the biggest problem was salespeople aren't selling. And I said, they're hanging in, hoping things are going to get better here. They're not going to get better for three or four months. You're doing them a disservice by letting them stay here. I agree. When they could be selling something else and making quotas someplace else. Right, maybe making more money. You know, this stuff for you, it's in your DNA, Jim. It's it's clearly obvious that it's off the top of your head. You know how to do this. You've seen it time and time again in big companies, small companies, middle market companies. My experience as many CEOs of middle market companies who don't have a sales and marketing background are really uncomfortable in trying to manage the organization because they don't have they don't know the questions to ask. I think if they're listening to this as a podcast, they can flip back a little bit and listen to what you just said and learn how to ask what are many times on a sales plan common sense questions right what do you expect to get from that person and just have a conversation and then i think let your gut tell you if if you're comfortable with their competency or not and that you believe the stories that they're telling you about their effort if the results aren't there you have to ask the question why and the question may be the answer may be that person is just not right for the role Yes, one person can be successful at one company and not successful at the other. I remember what Kenichi Omei said in his book, The Mind of the Strategist. Success must be summoned. It will not come unbidden and unplanned for. This means the sales plan. This means the quota plan. This means the marketing plan. You have to think about what you're going to do at the beginning of the every year and then stop these small, irritating leaks, sales turnover in territories, uh, not having people ready to be in those territories to take over going three to five months with open territories, monumental leaks. So you can you can see, Rick, there's a lot of little things in sales leakage. Usually 15 or 20 I find at every company I go into. 15 or 20. Yeah. Wow. So, th- so that's death by a thousand cuts. I mean, maybe it's 15 or 20 cuts, but it's it's like a lot of little things that can be qu- pretty quickly, I think, addressed, though, right, from what, from what I'm hearing. Now, maybe a marketing yeah. plan takes some time, but a sales plan doesn't have to take a lot of time if you kind of know what you expect. If you know what the revenue is you need and you can do some math, you can kind of get to a sales plan with a small sales force, I think, pretty quickly if you if you kind of know what your desired yes. outcome is. Yeah, the sales manager can do the sales plan. The salespeople can do their own plan. I have them do one-page plans. Who are you going to call on? When, how many do you have to call on? How much money do you have to make? How many leads are you going to follow up on? Do you need in your territory? They've got that plan, and then you hold them accountable month after month after month. Right. So it's you know it's a very interesting business, and uh, I appreciate you having me on today. No, I, and I think you're doing a great job helping our audience to understand your value and how you bring value to companies. You know, the other thing is asking a same set of questions every month as the CEO and business owner or president of a salesperson can be very empowering because if in month one you're you feel ignorant or incapable of answering asking the questions and getting the answers that you can believe in my experience is by the third or fourth month you pretty much can you can ask those questions now and you get very comfortable with Mm -hmm. knowing a good answer from a bad answer right jim i mean you can coach up a ceo and business owner to be able to manage the sales force if they're uncomfortable in doing it well so many of them aren't i go into an interim situation so they must have fired the sales manager and they want to bring someone on board for three or four months get all the new policies and procedures in place do a sales gap analysis get the leak 
leakage toned down and then get the new sales manager in place. But too often, you know, the company presidents themselves, they don't want to get into these things. They, they're uncomfortable. I tell, them, uh, I, I tell them a little story about Will Rogers. He said, if you're riding ahead of the herd, take a look back every now and then and make sure it's still there. <laughs> and too often, your sales force isn't there. Uh, so um, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about, and, and, and tell me if we've covered it, can you share the biggest factor you think that hinders the growth and effectiveness of a sales and marketing plan and how it can be corrected? Is there one thing, if there's a CEO and business owner either, they're going, okay, I got the earlier six, but if there's a priority here, is there one place that I should start because maybe it's the biggest bang for the buck? Or in your experience, it's kind of, the, it, it's, it's where the, you get the most potential if you fix it. You get the most potential out of the sales lead follow-up, having a 100% policy on sales lead follow-up. A salesperson has to do three things, three things only. They've got to make quota. They've got to follow up every sales lead, and they've got to fill out their expense report, and only two of those are really necessary, right? So they have to make quota. In order to make quota, they have to follow up on the sales leads you give them. So you've given 30 leads a month. You will follow those up. From an inquiry standpoint, 10 to 15% close in three months, 26% six months, and 45% close within a year. If you don't follow up the leads, then you're leaving it to your competitor to take the business out of your pocket and put it into their pocket. It would be like buying raw material if you're a manufacturing and company. And not using it. And, and never using it. Yeah. Right. And and end up throwing it away or whatever, get, putting it out in the street and let somebody else steal it from yeah. you, right? And sales and marketing plans are very easy to put together. I used to, uh, I still do marketing plan uh, workshops, mm-hmm. and I used to take three days to do them. I learned them at Beckman Instruments, and then I took it down to two days, and now we do a one-day workshop, and people walk away with objective strategies and tactics. Uh, they know what they're going to be doing for the coming year. The sales plans are a little different because... You know, that's planning resources. I, th- I think of salespeople as professional salespeople as athletes who need to be trained and who need to be managed and coached. But if you can find the right people for your culture and you can train and manage and lead them, I think you can develop a superstar sales force. But you have to, as a coach of a baseball or any sports team, you really got to kind of know what you expect from every position player and then hold them accountable for those results. You know, it, it's it's one of the easiest professions to manage if you have the right metrics in place and people that'll feed the beast that'll play the game and give you the information that you need well salespeople don't often want to train and they don't want to learn and they don't want to spend the time they never stop learning they are like a professional team they may not want to do it but after the training is done after their their uh, closing ratios have increased they're very glad that they've done it yeah so uh tiger hits a thousand fifteen hundred golf balls a day every quarterback throws probably 100 200 300 passes every day they don't they do it for their entire career they don't quit and say i've been trained once i know how to sell yeah i I went through that quarterback class in college and i'm done now coach just (laughs) i'll see you on sunday when it's game time right i mean they spend far more time practicing and learning their craft than playing the game i I want i'm on a mission here and starting off the year you're helping me it's one of the areas of Growth for 2014 is the message of the Critical Mass Radio Show series. We're all about companies growing their top line and improving their bottom line. And this is a great way to kick off the year by talking about sales leakage in your sales pipeline. If someone would like to learn more about you, Jim, and about your firm, how do they find you online? Uh, just www.salesleakage.com. They can enter a sales leakage, and that's the advantage of picking a name. 
that's unique, and you enter it, and it comes up first on Google every time. So, <laughs> I'm so, on the first page. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a blog up there. We talk about uh, talk about things, and uh, I stay fairly busy. It's a it's a nice business. It's nice to see companies increase sales in ninety to one hundred twenty days. But you know, consulting it's an interesting business. You have to you have to give people the right advice that they will accept and uh, that they can afford to do. You can't give them a whole bunch of things that they can't. They can reach me at 714-998-1737, Thank you. and it's J. Obermeyer, initial J. Obermeyer at saleslinkage.com. You do more for your profession beyond being a a well-compensated and great consultant, right? The the SLMA show that you do here on OC Talk Radio. I mean, I really feel like you're... You're representing the profession of professional sales and sales automation. For those people that maybe haven't heard your show here on the radio station, can you talk a little bit about who listens to SLMA and who should listen to your show and what they would get from it? SLMA is a Sales Lead Management Association. It's been there, been out here now for seven years. We've got 8,000 members worldwide. Uh, we have the weekly radio program, and the weekly radio program is really focused on subjects. This week it's going to be on the rise of the content manager. It's Thursday at 5 p.m. every week, and then we don't quite have the downloads you do. You've really uh, turned this into a profession, but we've got thousands of downloads per month, uh, probably about 20% of what you do. Sales managers listen to it. Marketing managers listen to it. And it's very, very subject-driven to solve problems. We started off just interviewing executives at the big companies. I, I've listened to the shows, and I, yeah. And we've moved into subjects. Should marketing managers, <clears throat> excuse me, need some water, be compensated uh, for revenue? And I've heard conversations you've had around sales automation, which is another topic that when I'm consulting with CEOs and business owners of mid-market companies, how much automation do I need to lay on top of the sales force? You know, do I need to make the investment in the tools? Will they use the tools if I invest in it? You know, there's all that kind of questions that go on that maybe they don't have with other departments like their finance department. If they buy them Peachtree or another software package, they're pretty confident they're going to use it. But on sales automation, uh, there's always a little bit of a skepticism, especially if they have a channel-based model. How much do you put out? into the marketplace how much information do you expect back from your partners and and it seems to me that you're from your radio show and the work you do with slma you're you're kind of an expert in this area jim i've written a couple of books just on sales lead management so uh I don't know if I'm an expert, but I'm I'm still in training. But, uh, yes, about 85% of the companies out there have a CRM program. 20% have a marketing automation program. Those that have these programs produce more, close more deals than people who don't. It's a very well-known fact. There are tricks to setting up CRM systems right. and uh, being able to set them up properly. Uh, that's why about 60% fail in the first attempt, and then they finally succeed in the second or third. And it's just all in the setup and the training of the salespeople. The marketing automation programs, nurturing programs, they say that they increase sales two to three hundred percent on average from the sales leads, mainly because that system nurtures the inquiries and produces a sales ready lead. And it seems like it really attacks your biggest uh, topic that we had, which is following up on Lack leads. So that that is so we've come full circle then, Jim. So I want to thank you for the time you've given us today. We're probably going to have you back here on one of the future episodes of Critical Mass Radio Show because I want to get a little deeper into sales automation. And, and we've only touched on another area where you have extensive knowledge. And if people would like to learn about it before we have Jim back on the program, then listen to his show, SLMA, that's here on octalkradio.net. It's on from 
5 to at 5 p.m. on Thursdays from 5 to 6 p.m. He is the host. I've listened to episodes of it. I find it very informative because I have a sales background, and I think you would too. So we're going to take our second commercial break and get ready for our second guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Stay tuned after these words from our commercial sponsor. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else. And that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. And it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News and World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. My name is Rick Franzi, and I am your host. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to the show to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our show. We deliver over 20,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions a month. If you'd like to learn more about advertising on Critical Mass Radio Show Series, then contact our advertising department at 949-887-4104 or go to our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com and click the Contact Me button and we'll be able to connect you to the right people. All right, as promised, our second guest here, Michael Ledray, is here from Party Time Photo Booth. I did my best. I asked him how to spell it, how to pronounce his name. He gave it to me and I tripped over it when I said it live. Okay, big deal. Let's move on. Michael, thanks for being here. Tell me a little bit about your background. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. This is awesome. I'm a professional photographer. I shoot 
all sorts of different things from royalty-free stock photography to headshots, products for companies and people, family portraits, pets, headshots, uh, editorial, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I love photography. I have an online gallery of over 11,350 royalty-free stock images on the greatest stock site in the world, Shutterstock. And um, I have over 100,000 photo sales on just that site alone. Um, My images are purchased around the world and used in books, magazines, websites, junk mail, products, like puzzles in Germany, I've found. Um, It's just Anywhere that anybody uses professional photos in a product or a blog or anything, that's what stock photography is. Okay, so I I can see being a photographer, and I can see the connection to a photo booth, but I'm not exactly sure how we go from what you did to to starting this firm. Ah. So so get us there, please. Okay, I, I was doing, or I do... Was doing headshots and corporate events and bringing a seamless white background and doing um, basically basically a photo booth without the photo booth and for weddings and events and people would stand there. I bring all this crazy hats and glasses and stuff, so they would stand there and I take their picture. But I didn't have a printer and I didn't have it set up as a photo booth at that time, and they people kept asking. Oh, you should have a photo booth, or do you have a photo booth? And so I did a lot of research, looked into it heavily as to what they look like and who makes them, and um, I came up with the premier photo booth of all of Southern California. So are you saying you created your own photo booth? I custom-designed mine and used top-of-the-line equipment. So oh. I use digital dslrs digital single lens reflex cameras right uh what's called a high tie printer or actually an event printer it's also called a dye sublimation printer so you get real photographs on real photo paper in 14 seconds in 14 seconds 14 so you have the same experience in some ways of a photo booth the spontaneity of it yeah and my photo booth is now enclosed so you know people can go in there and have a sense of privacy and have all their pictures taken. They get four pictures taken. Okay. Prints come out on photo strips in 14 seconds. You kind of need that sense of privacy so you can act goofy, but then yeah. you, you save it on a on a on an image. Exactly. <laughs> and also, it. there's an outside monitor so all your friends can watch, <laughs> and so people are even acting up more and enjoying it and smiling and giggling and laughing, and then it motivates all your other friends to come in and do the same thing, and then bring each other in and do it all together. So tell me again, how long have you had these photo booths? I've had party-time photo booth for a little over two years. Wow. So that's interesting. So we have an entrepreneur here. We have a multifaceted serial entrepreneur, and this is your... So uh, tell me, I know these are popular at parties. I've been to weddings where they have these. These things become a center of attention for for the... It's It's a way to, I don't know. I, I've seen the wedding books where they yes. you, and you you keep Scrap one books, and they, yes. they take one. I mean, I, we supply the, that. The people's creativity with how they use photo booths amazes me. So, from your perspective, having done this for a couple of years now, can you just kind of give us a sense for why do they use them and why not just use a regular photographer? You know, um, once again, it's uh, a regular photographer. A lot of weddings have a regular photographer also, but with the photo booth, it's the entertainment of the party. 
it's a self-entertainment. Uh, people put on hats from pimp hats to uh, Harley motorcycle helmets to an Indian um, headdress or anything. I have zillions of crazy props. Uh, it's almost like people get to be their alter ego in some yeah, ways. There, yes, huh? and glasses and boas and, oh, and I have inflatable beer bottles. <laughs> I, I have all sorts of crazy things that I collect for the photo booth that people just absolutely love. Huh. I, I'm, I marvel at how much energy mm. a photo booth brings oh, yeah. to the party. It's, it's the entertain. It turns out to be the entertainment of the party. I mean, people are still going and dancing, but there's always a line for the po- photo booth at, right. And my photo booths are big enough to get eight to 16 people in at once. Cow. They're not the little tiny yeah, they're squished, right. sit down, maybe get two or three people in. You can get, I've gotten up to 16 people easily in mine, and they all are just all having a great time. And then I make sure everybody gets a print. So I print out enough photo strips that everybody in your whole entire group gets one. So everybody has a photo strip. Wow. And, and, um, couple observations and tell me how this matches up with your experience the times that i've seen them at events the longer the night goes on the more enjoyable they become yes sometimes there's an open bar and yes. you know i'm not advocating drinking helps. but i think oh, it's it, a little bit of that happens it and, always helps. and then the second thing is looking at the photo book memory book yes it's sort of a chronology of the evening exactly isn't it? and what i like to do is either supply or recommend that the the um, bridal party or the birthday party either gets or I supply them with the scrapbook, glue sticks, and felt pens. So the guests all keep one of the photo strips, put one in the scrapbook, and give them well wishes like happy birthday or we love you, thanks for getting married, or we'll have a good future together, you know whatever you want to, any kind of well wishes. And that way they have a instant documentation, a history book of all the fun that was had at the photo, at the um, wedding or birthday or whatever event or party it was. Yeah. They also get a USB flash drive at the end of the night of all the pictures that were taken. So if somebody doesn't pay attention, walks off of all the photo strips out of their, their system, their their photo strips, they get a backup of okay. everything that they can put on Facebook, website, any social media, and make reprints. Right. It's nice to have your photos in digital format for yes. posterity, too. Yes. It's a lot easier to store and save and makes it sort of multi-generational. Hey, look, kids, when your mother and I got married, exactly. look how crazy we were. But, you know, I also know, other than weddings, I mean, I, I can only imagine the type of maybe a family reunion. You mentioned birthdays. We talked about weddings. But, the, you know, high school reunions, there's just... Graduations... Uh, high school dances, uh, corporate events, grand openings. I did uh, Mountain Mike's grand opening in Rancho Cucamonga. So everybody who was a customer that day came and tried the photo booth and got their pictures. And I custom brand the photo strips with whoever you are. Let's say it was Mountain Mike's at that instance, their logo and their information. So you can go, you have a an instant memory of I was at Mountain Mike's. It's mm. on your refrigerator or your. It's like advertising cubicle. that. Yeah, 
Yes, it's advertising. It's like giving away a cup or something, yeah. right? A, a Only mug. it's one with your pictures right. on it. It's a lot more you personal. You had so much fun, so it's personalized. Right. It's it, more likely to be shown publicly, too, right? Yes. Like you said, on the refrigerator. Yeah. Although I have a stainless steel refrigerator, and the magnets don't stick on that, so you, have to, you have to figure out what else to do. Yeah, you find another place to put it. Office cubicle or wall or... All right. Well, we've got a few more minutes before our next commercial break. Okay. And I, I just wanted to ask you, if you could discuss how your photographic background has influenced your idea of this business venture. Because you're in a very different business model now, yes. aren't you, as a serial entrepreneur. So how did your previous experience help you to create what sounds like a differentiated experience for the people who want a photo booth in their environment? Well, once again, I'm a professional photographer, and like I said, I did a lot of research. There's some photo booths out there that people are using very inexpensive webcams for the camera, mm-hmm. so they get the customer gets kind of a grainy or a lower quality. I don't want to put people down, but lower quality photos. Well, that's a fact, though, right? It's a fact. fact. Okay. I'm not making anything up because right. I did so much research and I saw all this stuff and was offended that I wanted to have top-of-the-line quality each and every time for top-of-the-line experience for my customers. Wow. So this is exciting. I I, uh, I would love to see the output of what you do. And I'm sure later in the show, when we come back after our commercial break, we can kind of talk about how people can kind of see maybe samples of the work, etc. But when we come back, the question I want to ask you, Mike, so you can think about it during the break, is can you talk to our audience about a challenge that's facing this business? So we're going to take our last commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I'd like to thank and acknowledge our loyal listeners who download our show as a podcast. Over the past month, you've downloaded over 10,000 copies of our show. We here at the program appreciate your continued support. All of our shows can be heard live here on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, com and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Michael LaDre is my guest, and before the break, I said I was going to ask you to share a little bit about a current challenge that you're facing. One of my current challenges is price versus value. 
That's a uh, common one. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Since I started my business, the market is becoming more and more saturated with, unquote, photo booths. Really? There's a bunch of manufacturers that are putting them out there and selling them to anybody, most people who've never been in business before. Okay. So if you've never been in business, you don't know how to actually quote and do a job and be profitable enough to be in business continuously and still give your customers awesome, fantastic value, like I do at Party Time Photo Booth. Um, so that becomes quite a problem, especially with some of the online coupon sites. I don't think, I don't know if I should mention okay. any names or I think or we not, understand where you're going with that. Sure. You know, where they take 50% your they make you drop your rates by 50% then they take your 50 they take 50% of your 50% that is dropped so you're making 25% of what you would normally charge in order to have them advertise for you a lot of people use these coupon online coupon sites sure. you know looking for a deal yeah well and I don't blame people to look for a deal but that doesn't sound like a sustainable channel. model, though. No. You can't have too much of your revenue coming through that channel because yeah. it doesn't sound very profitable. Not for somebody like me. Right, who comes with a differentiated value proposition that you're delivering. During the break, ladies and gentlemen, Michael was able to produce several strips of the product that comes out of his machines. And let me tell you, they are the images are stunning. And I, the ones that I'm holding here is branded specifically for an organization. So... Good advertising for that organization. Yes, everybody gets everybody who hires me gets their own custom text on their photo strips. So if it's your wedding, it can be Bob and Susie and congratulations or thanks for celebrating with us on the date. Or if it's a birthday, happy birthday, George or Harriet or whatever. I've done birthday parties from one-year-olds to 86-year-olds and everybody in between. <laughs> and they all act the same, don't they? They? <laughs> they all loved it, you know. Like Eileen's 85th birthday, she had 14 grandkids and grand, oh, great-grands kids with her, and they were all crawling in the photo booth and bringing in Grandma with her, you know, Eileen with them, and right. just had a great time. Right. And then they all get the photo strips. So I would like, because I'm sure my audience is thinking, okay, they've, they've danced around the issue relative to the greatest challenge. What would a client sort of expect a, a cost structure or price to be to have Party Time Photo Booth come and set up a photo booth at their event? Right now, my current special rates are $400 for our two-hour minimum okay. is $400. Okay. It's all-inclusive, unlimited photo photo strips, double photo strips, your own custom text on every photo strip, indoor or outdoor enclosure. So during the summer, I have an outdoor enclosure. During the winter, I like to keep it indoors because we're all freezing otherwise. Right. USB flash drive at the end of the event, unlimited use of props, unlimited use of the photo booth. So you have unlimited photos, room enough for all your friends to get in. And... Um, after two hours, if you want to keep me longer, it's only $100 an hour. Okay, I heard you say keep me. Does that mean that in so, addition to the equipment? Yes, it's at the addition of two hours. If you want it for three hours, it's only $100 if you more. Okay. If you want it four hours, it's only $100 more over okay. that. So I'm very reasonable and affordable 
Are you there as well? Yes, I'm there also. Also, oh, if anything happens, I'm not that anything to, would happen, yeah, but I mean, that's that's a piece I'm of I'm there mind, to keep it? everything running smoothly and give people ideas if they don't have ideas enough to, like, how should I pose? I'll, run, I'll shout out some fun ideas that people do, like, Charlie's Angels! And everybody sticks their fingers up in the air <laughs> like guns, and then they all laugh. That's and, right, you know, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you probably have a certain standard things that you can tell people that yeah. work every time. And then they all like, you know, and, and then gives them other ideas to do all their own stuff. And then the props also help, because I have the craziest props that people just start posing with and saying, Woohoo! I have a giant bear bottle, or uh-huh. I have a giant Slurpee, or... You know, all sorts of inflatable stuff. You know, maybe, maybe I had the wrong impression of professional photographers, but I, I didn't always see them as people person. If you people yeah. people, if you know a what I mean, a lot of them so, aren't. Okay, but you tend you seem to be. I am. I you, love people. Okay, I love everybody, everywhere. Okay, because to be at an event like that, you can have to be social, yeah. right? You oh, can't be. You I know. I like the um, cultural experience. I've done. Um, the Indian Diwali Festival, which is their new, the Indian New Year or Festival of Lights. Really beautiful, fun event. Hmm. I've done um, the Day of the Dead slash Quinceanera party last year at the same same day. They had a Quinceanera <laughs> for their daughter, and it was a Day of the Dead party. <laughs> and that was great fun. Everybody just had a blast. Okay. And then weddings and mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs and b'nai mitzvahs and... You name Just, it. You name it. Every kind of event everybody can have, I'm there. Do you see growth opportunities for this for 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 your photo booth business? Yes. And, yes. And can you talk a little bit about as an entrepreneur where you see that going? I would like I I need other gargarious outgoing people who are like me, which there aren't that many. Well, there are, but you know okay. what I mean. Um, who can also fix something in the field. If you have an issue, I can't have you calling me right. and say, hey, this isn't working. You need to be able to fix it right there right. because I do. Standing around, a yeah. couple people standing around you who maybe yeah. are impatient or. But yes, um, that's one of my future okay. goals is okay. to look for expansion with other photo booths. Okay. So let's say you never know who's listening to this show yeah. and through social media who's going to listen to it in the future. So there might be a professional photographer who is out there who's intrigued by your idea. It might be appropriate for them to reach out to you. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to work together is what yes. I'm hearing. Yes, okay. that would be fun. So wouldn't that be an unintended con- a good unintended consequence yeah. of being on Critical Mass Radio Show? Definitely. I have two other photo booth professionals also who are my friends that when we're overbooked we refer each other all back and forth okay so i don't have to let a customer down say like it's the 23rd of january which i'm already booked for so i refer them out to somebody one of my other friends and hopefully they have the open date or else they'll refer it out to another guy it seems so to me the, try to, the corporate avenue might be because you have ceos and business owners listening to this corporate events are the best yeah like their summer barbecues or and then non-profit organizations i do i do um a lot of charities i do the um mckenna claire pediatric brain cancer foundation charity every year in huntington beach Hmm. so i've done that and people just love it so I do a lot of charity events. You have an open house at your at your company to for your clients to come in and see yes. it. I would think having this as a thank you to your open clients houses. would be would be outstanding, especially since you can brand it like you do. And yes, that's a, that's a great marketing tool. Okay, Michael, if someone 
says, I want to learn more about Party Time Photo Booth for whatever reason, to hire you, to learn more about your business model, or maybe to talk about working together. How do they find you online? We're easily to reach um, Party Time Photo Booth. My website is just like it spells. It spells just like it sounds, partytimephotobooth.net. Or my other website is ledrayphoto.com, L-E-D-R-A-Y-P-H-O-T-O.com. Uh, I also have partytimephotobooth.org. And uh, my phone number is 949-215-7848. Uh, anybody who calls is more than wel- welcome to please leave a message if I'm not in. Get right back to you as soon as possible, and we want your business. So not only for the party time photo booths, but you're also as a professional photographer. You're, yes, you're available. Yes, okay. Professional well, photographer. You're multi-skilled. Look at you, serial entrepreneur with multiple revenue streams. You gotta love that. I truly believe in multiple. So do I. Streams of income. So do I. Especially if you have a couple of them can be passive. That's yeah, even exactly. better. And that's right? my stock photography. Right. You're right. That is. That's yeah. exactly do it what once that and, is. And then it's an annuity, yeah. hopefully, for yes, years to that's come. That's I've done it for 10 years, and I've sold over 100,000 images on Shutterstock alone. Wow. Good for you. Yeah, I'm proud of that. Well, I want to thank you for being a friend of the program, giving your time to come in here and talk about your interesting and exciting business. Nothing but continued success for you and your firm. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you again for inviting me and letting me enjoy this experience here. I I love to learn about businesses. And you're, I think, our first photo booth entrepreneur that's been on the program that I can recall. And it's a I need to learn about the business, and thank you for sharing your business with our audience. When you're having a party, think Party Time Photo Booth. We bring the fun to you. (laughs) And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wrap up our show here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank our engineer, Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. I'm your uh, host, Rick Franzi, and our social media manager. Almost forgot to thank Asia for being our social media manager as well. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your business decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show right here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.